Welcome back to the Angie and Mike show. Mike here. Angie will be back shortly. She's got a busy morning in her world as well. And somebody, I, I just don't know where she gets the energy because I'm up before dawn prepping this show and trying to put everything together. But I only have to deal with radio. So I could be walking around the house in my pajamas, head down to the studio, maybe have on a pair of house pants, you know, lounging stuff. But uh, our next guest, who I met last week in uh, D.C., Elizabeth Harrington, Liz RNC on the Twitter, and you should follow her. Uh, she had to get up and look great for TV. I, I just trolling around the channels, Liz, and I see you on Fox before dawn. I'm like, is she crazy? How does she do it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually am. <laughs> you well, why, I don't know why I'm up. But hey, now I'm back in the comfort of my apartment, you know, doing the, your radio show from my, you know, loungewear. <laughs> good, good. I'm happy to hear that someone else is in comfy clothes <laughs> at this point. Because, yeah, these nights, especially on Super Tuesdays, when California polls don't close until 11 o'clock East Coast time, and then they're still right. counting votes. It's a long night, isn't it? It's a long night, but, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of reminded me of a little bit, well, to, to compare and contrast, um, Super Tuesday uh, for the Republicans in 2016, President Trump just locked it up completely. You know, he just, you know, ran the table, ran the board. And now you look at what's happening with the Democrats. They are so divided. They now have the Democrat establishment propping up Joe Biden, uh, trying to get him into competitive gear. And I guess, you know, it had helped him. But now you have, you know, the 77-year-old career politician millionaire versus the 78-year-old socialist career politician millionaire. And so it's quite the choice for the Democrats. And uh, it, no wonder Donna Brazile is freaking out and yelling at our chairwoman on Fox News yesterday. Democrats are nervous. Uh, they don't like this option. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. And I'm someone who uh, trolls the, um, the liberal media to see what their take is. And the interesting thing to me was the media, the left side of the media, said that this um, crystallization of the machine behind Joe Biden was a really good thing for the party. And they said it's something the Republicans couldn't do in 2016. And I'm sitting there saying, wait a minute, the GOP allowed the voters to make <laughs> a choice between the candidates. The GOP allowed all of us to cast our ballot between 16, 17 candidates. They didn't go in and fix it as they've done. I, I believe that the, um, the remaining of uh, of Elizabeth Warren in this campaign is totally to kill Bernie Sanders because they're so similar in so many programs. Am I off on that? I mean, you look at what's happening. I was just asked on another show, you know, what are the odds of a brokered convention? Well, we're already seeing what happens at a brokered convention, right? The side deals, the phone calls, the arm twisting, the quid pro quos. I mean, Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete still had advertisements on yesterday. They they had no intention of getting out of this race before Super Tuesday, but people made some phone calls. And so you can see it. People aren't dumb, uh, but clearly they all got out of the way 
to try to clear the way for Joe Biden. But I think it's embarrassing. It's a miscalculation. I love that you mentioned. Yeah, we, we let the voters decide in 2016. I would say, you know, 193 new federal judges, uh, tax cuts, deregulation, 193 miles or 200 miles of border wall, defeating ISIS in Syria, new trade deal with China, new trade deal with Japan, USMCA. I would say it's working out pretty well for us to listen to what the voters were telling us. And what has the Democratic establishment done since 2016? Have they listened to what happened there? What what, what was it about? What was so so much of it about drain the swamp? So three years later after trying every which way to overturn the result of 2016 with hoax after hoax after hoax, now that they're in the business of finally, you know, oh, I guess we're going to have to try to take this to the ballot box and win an election instead of overturning the will of the American people, who do they go to? The swampiest guy you can find. The guy that's been in Washington for 48 years. By his own admission, Joe Biden has never worked a day in his life, never been gainfully employed. Uh, And yet him and his family doing pretty well, come out millionaires. Uh, Hunter has a nice little air uh, plane ride, uh, Air Force Two ride to Beijing, comes off with billions in investments. That is the epitome of the swamp. So what have the Democrat establishment learned? Nothing. Yeah, they haven't. And we're talking with Elizabeth Harrington, Liz RNC on Twitter. She is uh, with the GOP, one of the coolest people. And as you see, a command of the facts and an understanding of what's really at stake here. Liz, as we go forward, uh, the president has just been marching ahead because the nomination is obviously his. And he's allowed to then focus on doing his job. And he's I know he's going to visit Nashville and try and give some comfort to the people who are devastated and the families who lost loved ones in that horrific tornado. He was at the CDC. He donated his salary to help pay for the uh, research on the COVID-19. There is not a single Democrat candidate who is actually still doing their day job. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren haven't shown up for work in a year and a half. This just astounds me that anyone would be allowed to get away with this. The comparisons are so strong, and I just love the contrast between what the president's doing and what these guys on the far left are doing. Is there is there a plan for um, which candidate we think is going to end up on that stage? Is there a preference, whether it's Biden or whether it's uh, Blue, or whether it's uh, Biden or or Bernie? There's no preference. I think both are incredibly weak. I think the fact that they had to do all of this maneuvering to prop up Joe Biden and still of voters, most uh, over 30 percent, I think was the exit poll, 37 percent, uh, made up their mind within the last three days. So what does that tell you? After 33 years of running for president, people still aren't sure about Joe Biden and you know, running Bernie Sanders with his socialist agenda. That's not great for the Democrats either. It's a, it's a complete disaster. I'm so glad you pointed out those contrasts. And could, you, you, could you get a bigger contrast, whether it's in the halls of Congress or on the campaign trail versus what President Trump, President Trump is a true leader and works so hard for this country. I mean, the, just the fact he never gets reported hardly anywhere that he donates his salary 
every single quarter, uh, the entire thing, to different causes. And now he's donated to the coronavirus. He's, he's all over the place. He's going to be in Tennessee, as you mentioned. He is working every single day for the American people. And what have the Democrats done? They've wasted their time. They've wasted their money. They've tried to overturn his election with you know endless sham investigation after sham investigation. And then on the on the who are they left with on the candidate side? These career politicians, Bernie Sanders has been talking about revolution for fifty years. And Joe Biden's been, you know, supported by the federal government for almost fifty years. And this is this is the swamp. This is what we voted against. And this is what we're gonna continue to vote for because look at what look at the difference we have when we finally have someone in Washington who's not beholden to anybody, who cares about this country, and follows through and do and is a man of his word, is doing what he said he was going to do. It's it's truly incredible. If you look at those numbers last night, the media's not covering this either. Look at the turnout on the Republican side. Look at the number of votes that President Trump is getting in state after state after state. President Trump doesn't have a challenger. People didn't have to go out to the polls yesterday if you're a registered Republican, right? And yet there in Oklahoma, they quadrupled, President Trump quadrupled what Barack Obama and George W. Bush got as incumbent presidents. And that type of energy and enthusiasm, it's all because the country's doing great. And it's because President Trump is a man of his word and following through. That kind of winning is contagious, and that's going to propel us all the way now through November 3rd. I I believe that there is a victory available to us. I also believe, as I know you and uh, the GOP believe, that the president can't let up, that they— The opposition will be relentless. So the worst thing we could become is cocky and overconfident, and we just have to retain the work ethic that has gotten us this far in the first three years of this administration, not just the president, but the economy and everything else. Liz Harrington, you are a gem. I appreciate you, and you are welcome here anytime, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Safe travels. We'll talk again soon. Yes. Don't get complacent. Go out and volunteer. Armyfortrump.com. We just launched that. I love that. Armyfortrump.com. Thank you very much. And there she goes. And here I go. Mike on the Mike and Angie Show.